New in the last hour, we have now learned that two Israeli women have now been released in a last-minute deal struck with Hamas in this extended ceasefire. How long this one will last, we don't know. But Israel is trying to get out as many people uh, as they can, and it is expected that we will get more um, people released today. Don't forget, we have a Canadian woman, a former school teacher from Toronto, Judah. Um, We are waiting her release, so I'm really, really hoping to see her face in those pictures today. And there are certainly many, many more to go. But an Israeli girl who went to a Toronto area summer camp is one of those released. Her name, Ofri Broduch, was kidnapped on October 7th along with her mom, Hagar, nine-year-old brother Yuval, and four-year-old sister Oria. I mean, imagine that, an entire family spent 51 years in the dark, and they were released in that third wave of hostage prisoners who were swapped out. And there is a Toronto connection to this. One of um, the Brodich family lives here in Toronto, and this family had been told they'd all been killed only to learn they'd been kidnapped. But Aaron Brodich had called to see how his niece was celebrating an occasion only to learn that they had been, of course, swept up in this uh, kidnapping and genocide on October 7th. Aaron Bruch just returned to Toronto from Israel, where he was with his sister-in-law and these kids as they did come home. He joins us now. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Tell us um, the experience. You live in Toronto, but but your sister-in-law lives, of course, in Israel, your niece, nephews, direct family. Um, You called initially to touch base with your family. You learn about what happens on October 7th. You go immediately. So for the last, I guess, for your family, 51 days praying that not only would they come home, but that your family was alive. Tell me what this has been like. Yeah. So um, on uh, on October 7th, I, I called home uh, to ask how a freeze birthday party the night before went. Um, and... Um, and what I heard is that um, my brother was injured in the fighting, um, that there was a war first, I didn't know that, um, that my brother was injured in the fighting. I asked uh, Hawa Hagal and the kids, and I was told, we don't know. Mm. Um, and about half an hour later, I was able to speak to my brother, who had been located at the hospital, and he told me that uh, his family is dead. Mm. And we, we, we believed that for about a day. Uh, and then someone told us that he saw them being taken from the house. Um, and since then, uh, we've you know, not only been praying, but we've been very actively working on trying to get them back. Mm-hmm. Our belief initially was that uh, there is an obvious interest from uh, everyone to strike a deal and get the hostages, 240 hostages, many of them children, uh, get them out. Um, Unfortunately, that was not the top priority at the time for the Israeli government. Um, And so uh, a diplomatic option wasn't really uh, on the table. Um, And it took a lot of fighting um, and many, many protests 
to to get uh, the, the government to kind of shift their uh, perspective and to decide that you know they should negotiate with with Hamas as hard as it is um, and try to bring uh, the hostages back. Yeah. We've seen many of them return, but there is still a big big fight to get the rest of them out. Yeah, I mean, I think the number's 138 as of now with those two women released in the last hour. Um, but but it has been a constant fight for those held hostage with families, certainly those killed on that day, murdered, to keep them in the forefront. Because that is why we are in the situation today is because there had been a ceasefire until October 6th and then Hamas attacks. And so, you know, it's been a constant battle for families like yourself to keep these people in the forefront while all this noise and the hate throughout Canada and the world is making noise. And so you were there when your sister-in-law and certainly your niece, your nephew, and Alfrey, who who would spend her 10th birthday in, in captivity, finally came home. I mean, I don't know what 51 days of, of, of wondering um, and praying and not knowing what's going on feels like, but, but you can certainly put into perspective. But what was it like to see them, their faces and, and, you know, how has it been? I know that you've got a, I think it's a Rhodesian Ridgeback, a beautiful, beautiful dog in Israel. That was something I saw the kids kind of playing with and, and greeting and bringing them some happiness. But what has it been like, and certainly upon their return? Um, so the, the day when when they, uh, when they we heard that, you know, they're on the list, um, we went to the hospital to wait. Uh, it was a, was a long wait, Uh and uh, my brother met them first, um, and then you know we we walked in. Um, the relief, I think, for us was earlier when we heard, when we knew that uh, one a deal had been struck, and two that they're on the list. Um, and you know, seeing them was extremely difficult. They yeah. came wearing uh, the same clothes that they were kidnapped in, you know, almost two months ago. Um, they had lost a lot of weight. Um, they didn't look good, um, and so there is, you know, the initial shock of of seeing them in, in a very, very bad condition. Um, but they're able to communicate. They, um, you know, they're they're talking. They're <laughs> it's it's great. Like now, you know, after seeing them and having that first shock, I, I started talking, especially with the kids and with Afoy. Um, the first thing she said to me is that she wants to go to Toronto, <laughs> um, and not 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 in a sad way, but in a yeah. in a happy way. It's it's great that you're here. I want to go to Toronto, and um, you know the kids are. Um, the the next day, I brought the dog to the hospital. The hospital were very nice to to allow that, and the kids were extremely happy to see their dog. Um, you know they're. They're not. They're obviously very traumatized, but they're functioning, and we're just so happy to have them back. Yeah, Israelis. Um, for those who don't know, I have, have an incredible resolve. Um, it's it's somewhat unique, but I think the trauma, obviously, and what happens from here, because you know, there's so many unknowns. Is this going to expand? Is this going to stop? What happens next? There's so many unknowns and, and variables, but I think for certainly those impacted immediately, there's a whole lot of trauma that won't present. And and will cer- certainly take a very long time uh, to deal with, and and your sister in law obviously as well. And you know, what's that journey going to be like for them? How much support are they getting? Yeah, so um, they're they're 
you know, extremely well supported by uh, by the government of Israel. Um, you know, they have everything they need in terms of, uh, uh, you know, support, um, both psychological and medical. Um, and uh, they don't have a house. They Their entire community was destroyed. Um, you know, it's 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 not not only that they came uh, after 51 days of captivity, but they came to a situation where many of their friends had been murdered. Um, their community has been completely destroyed. Kibbutz is a small, very mm. very close knit community, and my brother's most of his best friends were killed yeah. uh, on on that day. It um, was a paradise for many, but now. Now, not just before I let you go, because because uh, I'm going to run out of time. Have they shared what what happened to them? I mean, you know, you see these images, Hamas walking them out, which is hard to stomach, you know, where they have to say thank you and all these the things and do what they do. But um, is it is it is it known? Can we possibly understand what they've been through? Yeah. So they're you know they're able to communicate and they've told us, um, you know, parts of, of what they've been through. Um we're we're not sharing that information because there are other hostages there, and uh, out of concern for their safety, um, we're not uh, we're not discussing it. Um, our our mission now has turned from rescuing our family to getting everyone else back, and uh, you know making sure that we do everything we can that uh, the ceasefire is extended and as many people, hopefully everyone, gets out before uh, the fighting resumes. Yeah, and and it will resume. I mean, there's no question. I think that uh, that is going to happen. Well, nonetheless, I thank you very much uh, for sharing your time, and certainly um, we'll continue talking. But I, I very much, uh, very glad to see that we have a happy ending. Certainly in this case, uh, we need all we can. Thank get. you very much. Take care. That is uh, Aaron Broduch joining us here today. So there's lots of connections locally, no question about it, to this story, and there will be for a long time to come.